This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello, I'm Tan Hui Yi, The Straits Times Indochina Bureau Chief. Join me in this special series on our Asian Insider podcast channel called Tales from the Belt and Road. Ride virtually with me on the new Laos-China Railway as we journey from Vientiane to Boten by the Chinese border. It's 6 a.m. in Laos. I arrive at Vientiane train station to take my first ride on the Laos-China Railway. My train will depart in 90 minutes. The station has yet to open its doors, but there's already a queue of people waiting outside to buy train tickets. The railway costs 6 billion US dollars. That is 8.2 billion Singapore dollars. It is a major project in China's Belt and Road Initiative. It runs over 400 kilometers from central to northern Laos. The railway was launched just in December 2021. It's so new that there are no shops open inside its biggest station. But street food vendors come to the rescue. On the row of food carts outside the station, there is grilled sticky rice, deep-fried sausages, baguettes, and even ice-cold tea for sale. At 6.30am, exactly one hour before the first train of the day departs from Vientiane, train attendants wearing smart blue uniforms gather at the driveway. They enter the station in a column. I finally get to enter the station, but first, my back is screened by security contractors. The huge waiting hall at Vientiane Station is filled with many people who, for the first time in their lives, are taking a train. Others are tourists who are travelling to popular destinations like Bangvieng and Luang Prabang. Although the Laos train system is designed to connect with China's railway, the COVID-19 pandemic has delayed the launch of cross-border passenger services. Still, traffic is bustling. As of the 2nd of August, the railway has ferried over 700,000 passengers and more than 1 million tonnes of cross-border freight. Demand for rides is so high that the company runs extra services on weekends and special holidays. In the waiting hall at Vientiane Station, a song about the Laos-China Railway keeps the mood upbeat. Finally, it's time to board. 
the electric trains run at speeds of up to 160 kilometers per hour. Today, they will take me to a town by the Chinese border, Boton. Some passengers linger on the platform for as long as possible to take selfies with the spanking new trains. And we are off at 7.30am sharp. The railway officers stand at attention as the train pulls away. My fellow passengers gaze at the jagged peaks and rapid rivers going by outside their windows. They snap up the banana chips and baguette sandwiches offered for sale on the train. For many, it's still a wonder that a journey that used to take more than 10 hours by road can be reduced to two by rail. Ms. Sengda Bosavan, who works at a beauty salon in Vientiane, is one happy passenger. It used to take all night and all day, a very long time to reach our destination. The train shortens our travelling time. It's a more convenient and faster way for us to travel. There are no more delays. So for many, the fastest way of travelling was by air, but not everyone could afford it. It was expensive. So there are two types of train rides now, regular or high speed. The regular trains are for those who cannot afford the more expensive tickets. Those who can afford it will take the high-speed train. So with the promotional fare, it is affordable. But without this promotion, it seems a bit expensive. The railway, of course, comes at a cost. Years of infrastructure-driven borrowing has ballooned national debt. That's been aggravated by the Ukraine-Russia war, which drove up oil price. Inflation in July hit 25.6% compared to the same period last year. Yet demand for rides remains high. Tickets are now only sold at train stations and one location downtown in Vientiane. This has led to many complaints. There are plans to have online sales by the end of the year. Ms. Pani Layasan, a 19-year-old student, once the ticketing system improved as soon as possible. I don't like how they allow tickets to be booked in bundles. It's not fair for those who queue up for just one ticket. They urgently need the ticket, but there are no tickets left for them. There are so many ticket brokers and each of them bought so many tickets. In the end, there are not enough tickets for those who need them and they are forced to pay extra to the brokers, as high as 50,000 git. It's not fair for those who are queuing for the tickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The railway is run by a Laos-China joint venture that is 70% owned by the China Railway Group and two other Chinese state-owned companies. On board the train, Laotian train attendants scan through Chinese instructions on screens to operate equipment. One of them proudly tells me that he took one year to learn the Chinese needed for his job. Passenger announcements, however, are made in Lao, Mandarin and English. After two hours, we arrive in Luang Prabang. This is a major tourist destination. The capital of northern Udong Thai province, Mieng Sai, is the station where most of the remaining passengers get off. At 11 a.m., just three and a half hours after I start my 400-kilometer journey, I arrive in Borden. This former casino hub next to the China border is now being turned into a 10 billion US dollar special economic zone by a Chinese developer called Yunnan Haicheng Industrial Group. As I look at the access road to Botin train station, all I see is a dirt track. It's constantly churned up by passing trucks. Botin sits right at the border with China. Here, Mandarin is the default language. The Chinese yuan is the default currency. Rotan is connected to the Chinese town of Mohan by a cross-border railway tunnel. So far, it is mostly goods rather than people that have crossed this tunnel because China's COVID-19 travel restrictions keep the Chinese at home. Many of the Chinese working here tell me they have been unable to return home for more than two years because they can't afford the flights and the quarantine costs. In the evenings, the Chinese stroll down the large empty road heading towards the border. Lao workers play sepak takro. Foreign skeptics say the Laos-China railway comes at a great economic cost and pulls Laos deeply into China's orbit. But Laos policymakers are confident it will help draw tourists and much-needed foreign investment. Laos, which has no access to the sea, intends to use the railway as its economic corridor. Morton, they hope, will not stay this quiet for long. And that's a wrap for part one of Tales from the Belt and Road. I'm Tan Hui Yi. You can find a link to my stories as well in our podcast text description.
That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.